Welcome to The Leading Rain, a podcast hosted exclusively by 3Rain Media. I'm Allie, one of the founders of 3Rain Media and The Leading Rain. We're so excited to dive into every aspect of the horse industry with you on this podcast. We really hope you enjoy today's episode. All right, super. Well, I'm excited. Uh, We did take kind of a little short break from the podcast, so I'm really excited to get it back uh, on the road again, I guess, more or less, and back in action and really happy to have you guys on. So thank you for carving out some time because I know your schedules are crazy and you just got back from Cancun. So (laughs) you bet we're nice and tan, relaxed, (laughs) ready to get back to work. Best time to, yeah, exactly. Best time to get back to reality, huh? (laughs) Yeah. So we'll go ladies first because Isaac, obviously I've known you, we've known you for a very long time and I am still very interested in your story. So don't worry, <laughs> as everyone else is. But Kit, tell us a little bit just about you and your story and, you know, kind of how your journey, like the different paths your journey has taken you on and how you arrived where you're at today. Yeah. So I was the girl that when it was start in high school, it was time to start picking colleges and what career path you wanted to be. And I just wanted to be a cowgirl. I didn't really know how or what or where, but, um, and then I was really pushed to get a career. And, um, so I went to massage therapy and to pay for my massage school, I started writing for the public. Um, and by the time I finished my massage school, um, I was able to have a full clientele of horses <laughs> to be riding, so I didn't have to really do massage. Um, it it kind of, you know, made its own path to me. And um, but I, I keep her in practice. <laughs> yeah, I, I was gonna say her, that's. I don't want her to lose those skills, you know. Yeah, that's not a bad um that's not a bad skill to have and I'm sure like you probably have to be like, "Oh no, there's a friends and family price." Like, yeah. you're not just getting a shoulder rub quickly for that nod. Well, and there is so much benefit in massage school uh that relates to horses um in just the simple fact of developing a feel. Yeah. It's the same and so it definitely goes hand in hand and, and just the nonverbal communication and, and everything. It's, it was amazing. I loved massage school and, um, I, growing up with horses, um, I grew up on a cattle ranch. Um, my family is five generation cattle rancher in North Dakota. And so horses just been a part of it and it's kind of led me to where I am now. And, meeting Isaac and everything. So, um, yeah, I just feel pretty lucky to be on the path that I am and, and everything that's led me to this point. So North Dakota horses and cold winters. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. Yeah. And that's why we just came back from Cancun. Yeah, exactly. And that's why we pick warm tropical destinations. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. So where, I have to ask quickly, I know, um, where, where did you guys meet? Like, how did that, how did that come about? Because I'm sure inquiring minds want to know. So how did your paths cross originally? So, um, Kit, all growing up and, um, in college, she was a barrel racer. She barrel raced. 
and I've got some really good friends that raise some really nice barrel horses. Um, and they're, it's, they've done really well. They're quite famous in the barrel horse world. It's Myers performance horses in South Dakota. Yeah. And when Kit was going to college, she was actually going to college right there where Myers, um, ranch is and she got a job working for him so she was starting horses for Myers all the Frenchman's guy horses and I've known Myers for quite a few years now and me and Brandon Myers have become really good friends and actually one day um getting ready for the colt starting Buck Brandon's colt starting in Sheridan we were looking for a few more people to ride colt and we were talking about who and I was like well I mean, my friend Brandon, he, uh, they start a lot of horses. I'm sure he'd really enjoy it. And I knew that Kit, cause my brothers had met her previously. Um, I knew she was starting horses with Brandon there. So I called Brandon and I just said, Hey, um, if you want to come over, we'd love to have you come start a horse with Buck and all of us. And, um, if Kit wants to come too, <clears throat> she's more than welcome. And I messaged her separately, too, and invited her. Neither of them actually ended up coming. <laughs> I, I was able to come. Oh, yeah, you did. I, I came but that year. I say, come on. Well, well <laughs> correction. Um, she, I didn't ride in the clinic. She came, yeah, she came to okay. say hi. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, yeah, it was fun working for Myers. The connections that we made, um, or that I made, that um, if there was one that we were really struggling with or um you know a little more difficult Brandon would always talk about this Isaac guy and (laughs) how he's just the best and he would call Isaac and ask him questions and so I just knew of this awesome Isaac guy and so we eventually yeah got to meet and um all of that through Myers um and then that also opened a lot of doors for me. Um, I was starting their two-year-olds and they had the big production sale. So that was really cool because they went for um, a lot of money and a lot of connections. And then I ended up um, getting to run some of their junior stallions um, in the barrel races. And um, that opened a lot of doors for me also. And so very grateful for that experience not only because I got got to meet my husband but uh, (laughs) it really opened my eyes to the the world um and the very elite part of that horse industry yeah because they all it that is one thing I think even though the different sectors and disciplines in the industry are different the one thing that is similar is like yeah, how that really competitive top tier functions is a world away from the more recreational base. And yeah, exactly. It's such a different such a different world and a lot of times I think externally people only see that top, you know, tier because that's what's eye catching, that's what's broadcasted and advertised, but really the the backbone or the the huge part of the industry is that recreational side. So it's kind of, 
it's kind of interesting. Well, that ended up panning out pretty well. So hey, that was a win for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it that's great. Kind of catapulted me into like we just said that next level of yeah um, competition and and also right into a marriage. So I'm not yeah. complaining. Yeah. <laughs> so Isaac, I know some people who are listening to this know you, but I'm sure. As always, people who meet you on the road or, um, you know, kind of wherever, I mean, you, you talk, you get to talk to a lot of people, but very rarely do you end up telling them your life story. Um, it's usually more about, I'm having a problem with this horse. Help me. (laughs) They Um, tell me their life story. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So fill us in a little bit. You were born and now you're here married to Kit with. And that was the best part. Well, there you go. The That's end. perfect. The end. <laughs> so, yeah, just fill us in a little bit on, you know, your journey. And I know your story is a little bit unsuspecting because you probably didn't really think at some points in your life that you'd end up here. But Married uh, to a barrel racer. I know. <laughs> life takes crazy turns. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, like you said, Allie. Um, initially I, I grew up, we rode horses and stuff my whole life. We always had horses. My dad, my grandpa, they always wanted to be cowboys. That's, that was their life dream. Um, the opportunities weren't quite there, but we always had horses. Um, my dad is a, a very good Western artist. So he captured his kind of cowboy side in, uh, putting it in oil paintings and charcoal and stuff. And he's very, very successful at it. And I'm obviously biased, but one of the very best. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But he, he always wanted to be a cowboy. And so myself and my two brothers and my sister, we all got that same desire, but you know, growing up and stuff and not, not really having the easy access to it. Right. We played sports and different things. And we snow skied and water skied a lot. So we were very active outdoors, recreational stuff, um, even competitively skiing. Uh, I actually played lacrosse and I played lacrosse for the University of Utah. So, yeah, I... I've dabbled in a lot of different things and um I guess you know me Allie how I am uh dabbling means I consume myself in it for a while right. <laughs> until I get as good as I um am comfortable with and then I uh maybe look to something else that there's more future at right so uh yeah for you know parts of my life I was consumed in snow skiing and that, that is what I was all about. And then I was consumed in playing lacrosse all the while we'd ride and do stuff and help neighbors. And, um, I always had that kind of desire, but there were other things that were more in the front of my mind. Um, until we got an opportunity, actually my younger brother and my mom and dad and I, got an opportunity to go work on a ranch out of Sheridan, Wyoming. And it's the Padlock Ranch. It's one of the biggest in the country. It's a very, very cool 
ranch. They run about 10,000 mother cows and uh, spread across some of the prettiest country I've ever seen. And at this point, I've, I've seen a lot of it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but so we got that opportunity and I was 21 and the rest is history. So we, yeah. we, that's all I've been focused on. And unlike the other activities I've participated in, um, this is where I see the, my future and I don't see a cap to how good you can get at it. Um, yeah. I was going to say, that's something that was probably the first thing you learn is that you'll never know everything. That's probably yeah. settling for you in your lifelong <laughs> endeavor. Exactly. It, it is actually settling for some. Yeah. I, I, I would assume that it's daunting. It's uh, annoying, but um, for others, it, it, I don't know. It's kind of reassuring. It's comforting to yep. think, Hey man, I, I don't have to think that I have to know everything because it's not possible. Right. So you just keep hunting it. You keep searching and climbing. But um, from the padlock, I got an opportunity to travel with Buck Branneman. And I've been to a couple different countries now and millions of miles down the road with him going on. Well, it started in 2011, so 11 years now. I've been driving around the country with Buck, and I've met so many amazing people, seen so many things, and worked with so many horses uh, that have really um, helped me. Well, they've created me into what I am now. Right. It is remarkable, first of all, that it's been that long. That's insane. Crazy. Um, it is so crazy. But it is remarkable because... I do think one of the interesting things that you see when you go, I know we've talked about this a lot, but when you do go to a buck clinic is you really can see people from like all walks of life mm -hmm. um, and completely different, uh, you know, goals with their horses from like that top level competitive side to, I just want to safely ride my horse three days a week. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and it's really interesting because the clinic, you know, the, like the clinic scene is really tends to not be that inclusive generally. Right. You know, it's, it's yep. pretty specialized. Like not, not really many people have bucks model, obviously. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like what you were saying, you just get exposed to so many things and obviously as well to so many opportunities, which, you know, can lead you to, which I'm sure is what led you guys to kind of dream up rock and X. Exactly. And kind of, um, so Noah and I, we've, we're, we're all dreamers to some aspect, but you know, Noah and I, we've spent thousands of hours in the truck side by side driving down the road and we talk, we ski, we come up with ideas and we've had, um, ideas like rock and X for years on yeah. how to offer, what we've been so fortunate to learn to others and the problem we kept running into is uh, how do you make it something immersive for right. people because that's that's what's been so fortunate for Noah and I being with Buck so long 
is we eat, drink, sleep. That's all it is, is um, horsemanship and trying to get better and working with horses. And we that's all we see and that's all we do. Right. So that's that's how you um, really progress. It's like learning a language. Right. You can you can go to class for 90 minutes, three days a week. You're not going to become fluent in that language. Right. You need to go and immerse in it and try and speak it and <laughs> learn and not know what someone's saying and go and figure it out and come back and try again. It's the same with horses. So that's that's how X came to be is figuring out a way to make something where people can come and immerse themselves fully in horsemanship to where they don't have really anything else to think about other than working with horses, the ones they're working with, the ones the other participants are working with, the ones that I'm working with. There's, it's similar to a clinic setting as far as the quantity of horses being worked. Right. It's different than a clinic setting because um, they have the horses they're working for an extended period of time and they're expected to progress them and they have several different horses to work on. Right. All the while watching the other participants work through the situations and the, um, the struggles that they're going through with the horses they're working or maybe they understand some problem how to fix it easy each person learns from the other people as well as myself and i learned from all the other stuff too but that is the that's the back that's what created rock and x is figuring out how to make it immersive for people and well, i think the like lack of opportunity there for a lot of yeah. people that's what we ran into that was you know, really helped drive us is, you know, hearing people go, oh, I've been waiting for an opportunity like this because um, there's only been a few people that have been able to go on the road with like Isaac and Noah have. And um, it's just the opportunities to have something like this were so, I mean, it basically didn't exist. And it was really fun um, creating a, a blueprint for this because basically has never been done before. I mean, we took our experiences and uh, made it up and <laughs> right. <laughs> well, and it's really, I think it's really interesting because you have to be at a certain level before you can, it's kind of like, does the chicken or the egg come first, right? Yeah. Like you have to be at a certain level before you can do things like, I mean, obviously going down the road with Buck is incredibly exclusive and, you know, only certain people will ever do it. But I'm just using that as an example. To do certain things, you have to be at a certain level, but you can't get to that level unless you do certain things. Yep. <laughs> and they're really, yeah, and it's, I think it's really hard because I think a lot of people would like to provide an educational opportunity but unless you're really structured for it, it's really difficult because I think people underestimate the amount of mental energy, physical energy, planning, time, money it takes to facilitate another person's education. Totally. And it takes a lot of 
a lot of thought and commitment and planning to pull it off. So that's really, it's really incredible. So tell us a little bit about the structure. Like what does a normal day look like? What's the time, you know, like the time span, like kind of walk us through um, what Rock NX is on that level. Um, so we set it up to where we had, um, five students each month and we booked them in with five horses each that they would work every day. Um, we did, we guaranteed five days a week, but it was really awesome to see these individuals. They were so driven and they truly wanted to be immersed. So most of the time it was six days a week and, It started off early mornings, 6 o'clock, 6.30. Um, we'd be filling hay bags and checking waters and, you know, just doing the morning chores. And then um, 8 o'clock, we would be riding. And um, it was it was neat because the difference between a clinic setting and this was we had horses of all different ages and levels and I mean, you name it, we had it there. Um, and so it was the individual got to um, decide which horse and when they wanted to ride it. So we'd have some starting two year olds along with advancing older horses. And um, Isaac was right in there helping them out. Um, and we'd go all day, and our lunch break would be any time between noon and three. (laughs) Yeah. If we got a lunch break. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and then we'd get back to it and some nights we would, we were lucky enough to have a place where we could turn the lights on and we would ride well into dark and, um, usually around five, we would do some chores. And then if you had more to ride afterwards and, um, so it was, it was a lot of work. Um, there was a lot of horses, but we had so much fun because everybody was on the same page. And, um, if you had a horse that needed three hours to work with, then it, the time was there to just work and, and have Isaac right there helping. And, um, everybody was really supportive and, uh, that was kind of every day for five months. (laughs) Wow. So you guys have been in production now for five months, basically. Yes. Okay. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. And I think like, to the point you guys were saying that fully immersive side of it, because I think people think they want to do it. And then when they see how much work it is, sometimes, you know, it that can change, like, do they really want to do it like this or not, but to have a place where you can bring a lot of like minded driven people together is pretty special it it is and it was like kit said we had a blast it was so much fun we joked and laughed and had music playing and stuff and uh horses of all different levels getting worked at the same time but what made it um what makes it a little different is because kit said there's not really anything like it out there and what makes it that way is um, we pay the people to come and ride. Right. So there's there are other internship 
opportunities out there, but they cost quite a bit of money for the participants to go and learn and ride and try. Um, the way our model is, is these horses are booked in by uh, horse owners, clients, professional people in the horse industry that want their horses to be value added to their horses. Right. So it, it makes it tough and exciting for us because we're trying to help the next generation of professionals, people out in the industry working, um, riding horses for the public, showing horses, jumping, cow horse, cutters, barrel racers, people that want to do it as a profession, because right. we all know those, um, people that have been taken for a ride by the local horse trainer and they spent so much money and got nothing in return. We don't want that to go on. So we're bringing in people that are very capable already. Right. So when they show up, what I tell them on the first day is you have been selected through an application process to go to work do a job so go to work i don't want you to wait for me to tell you what to do you are hired basically to come in and add value to these horses i am here to help you do your job better so it was really fun because we were all just riding bouncing ideas off it wasn't um really dumbed down and really slowed down to help, you know, people that are greener, they're just trying to get into it. Uh, but we're trying to help people that are already doing it, go out and be able to help more horses and more people out there. Right. So it's trying to, you know, spread the knowledge at a faster rate by having people that can then go forth and, and do it. But that's what made it so much different is those participants, they're not paying to ride the horses. They're getting paid to do a good job and to work those horses. So we get to be pretty selective in who comes and rides. uh, And that's why they're all basically like-minded people. Right. Right. So that was going to be my next question for you guys is what is your application process? So Um, after doing it for five months, we will be adjusting the application process for this next set of, um, the Academy. Yeah. What we did previously is we had everybody send in basically a resume, a biography of themselves and a two minute video of them riding and a two minute video of them doing groundwork. And I didn't put any specifics on either of those. I wanted to see what their interpretation of writing and groundwork was on their own. Right. Um, And, and it was good. It worked out well. We were really fortunate. We had several really good people. Uh, What I think we're going to do this next time is we're going to set up a weekend, three or four days and bring everybody in that wants to apply for the Academy and they'll come in and ride with us for a couple of days. 
and we're going to also open it up to people that aren't applying for the academy. So yeah. it'll be more like a clinic setting. Everyone will come right. in. We'll ride for a few days. There will be a lot of knowledge shared, uh, a lot of benefit to everybody that comes and rides. And after riding with all the people that want to apply, we'll be able to narrow it down and select the ones that will be selected for the next uh, academy sessions. Gotcha. Okay. That's really cool. So you guys are moving, right? Cause you are in Texas and did I hear Oklahoma is the next? Yes, we did. Okay. You know, our proof of concept was basically is what this first set was. And we did it at a friend's place in Texas and it worked out very well. Um, but yeah, we will be moving to Oklahoma to a more permanent location that we can basically build the atmosphere, the culture and everything for the Academy and it can really grow. That's, that's super exciting. So, and you guys are about to be in the middle of that move, right? Yeah. So we are, there's a, there's a lot of moving parts right now. We're really <laughs> excited and we're super inspired with so many different ways on how to expand and how to make better. And, you know, after, getting this proof of concept and, and being in there, what are some things we can change to make it better? What did we really like that we want to bring into this new place? And so um, changing all of those things and getting ready for the next academy, um, there's a lot to it, but we're hoping very soon to be posting stuff on our social media and getting our website updated to have that information out. But this kind of Midsummer is when we're going to be ha have a lot more information that we can put out for the public. Awesome. And where can people connect with you guys? So what's your social media and website? So our social media is Rockin' X, a Horseman's Academy. We have both Facebook and Instagram. And then our website is www rockinx.org right yep <laughs> perfect and, yeah so uh we you know do our best and right now it's with a lot of changes and stuff where um it's basically at a moment of to be continued <laughs> yes it's a it's a it's a little sabbatical <laughs> yeah exactly no, that's awesome. I mean, I think right now in the season of life for everybody, I think the horse world has felt it. We've had EHV out here on the West Coast, and it's a big transition point, you know, kind of coming off of COVID. Everyone's getting back out there and doing stuff, and change and transition is in the air for a lot of people. And um, that's so exciting, though, to hear that it's growing and you guys are growing into it. And we'll make sure to link uh, the social and the website in the show notes. And a quick plug as well for anybody that's interested in this or continuing their education a little bit. Um, Isaac does have a video on our pay-per-view called How to Stop a Horse Correctly. There's more coming down the pipeline for that and a couple videos in the membership as well. So if anyone's thinking that you know, this could be a good fit for them, then maybe check that out and then give the website a check. And who knows, maybe some fun people will end up at your um, weekend clinic setting to apply. Heck yeah. Yeah, that's what we're most excited about is 
just the connections that we're making this web of people that, you know, the people who think like us and have the connections. And it's been really fun just between the people booking in horses. And then we had students that stayed with us all five months and what they bring to the table and the connections never end. And for that to grow and it it fills us with so much excitement and we're really grateful for three rain media for giving us this platform to even reach more people and, and what, um, what it can bring. We're super grateful for you guys. It's really fun because I think that no matter what industry you're in, it's, it's kind of the school of life, but everything boils down to your network and your connections and, with the ever evolving landscape of life and how things just change so rapidly, you know, trying to bring a good piece back and, and like you said, kind of make those connections available and opportunities available, um, regardless of, you know, geographical limitations or things like that is I know a very common passion between everyone. And so it's really fun to, as you said earlier, Isaac, you know, there's been a lot of dreams over the years, but it's really about raising accessibility to educational opportunities and whatever medium that takes. It's all done in partnerships and in those connections you make throughout life. And if we can share a piece of that and get other people inspired to do it and then go back home and, and apply it, it's that's what it's all about. Yep. You're exactly right. That's what keeps us all going. That's right. Well, thank you guys so much for taking the time and chatting with me here. I'm really excited to see what your next steps are. And of course, we're going to share all of the info as soon as you guys know when you're opening your applications up, because we would love to see some people that we know going through it. So keep us posted on that. And I hope that a painless move for you all. (laughs) Thank you. Well, thank you, Allie. It was a pleasure to talk to you. Yeah, it was fun. All right. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Leading Rain. Our favorite thing to do is learn and build connections, and we are so honored to get to share that with you. If you're looking for more content, you can visit us at www.3rainmedia.com or visit us on Instagram or Facebook. Until next time, keep learning and happy trails.